Hey, everybody, just wanted to let you know we've got another live show coming up at Maya Cinemas on Thursday, July 25th, 6 p.m. I will be joined by Mike Davis, Faith Nall, and Marco Ariaga for Deadpool and Wolverine. I have a pretty good feeling that this is going to be the biggest movie of the year, and... I'm looking forward to a really fun show. So we got this great lineup. We'll have some prizes. We're getting lots of great puzzle pieces. And who doesn't want to see this movie? So we will see you there again Thursday, July 25th, Maya Cinemas. Welcome to another episode of Piecing It Together, the podcast where we take a look at a new movie and try to figure out what movies inspired it. And today on the show, we are talking about All of Us Strangers, which is a new film from writer-director Andrew Haig and starring Andrew Scott and Paul Meskel. And uh, it's it's a heavy one, but we get into a lot of really good stuff in this conversation. Joining me is film critic Eric Langberg, and we have a lot of really interesting stuff to get into on this one. So... Make sure you've seen the movie, because this is definitely one of those movies you uh, don't want to get spoiled for you before you get a chance to see it. So make sure you've watched it, and then we've got this great conversation coming up with lots of great puzzle pieces. Before we get to it, I do want to remind you, as always, to make sure you're subscribed to Piecing It Together wherever you listen to podcasts. You can follow us on social media at PiecingPod, and don't forget to join our Facebook group, Popcorn and Puzzle Pieces, where we continue the conversation about all the movies we talk about here on the show. And with that said, we got a lot of stuff to get into, so let's just get to our conversation about All of Us Strangers. All right, we're going to talk about All of Us Strangers today, and we've got Eric Langberg with us. Eric, thanks so much for being here. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. I'm looking forward to talking about this movie, but before we do, it is your first time on the show, so why don't you tell my listeners a little about you and what you do? Sure, yeah. I'm a freelance critic. Um, I have my own site called Everything's Interesting, uh, I'm at everythingsinteresting.press. But then I also write for places like Slash Film, um, I've written for The School, uh, Gaily Dreadful, a uh, bunch of different places around around the internet. Right on, right on. So this movie, All of Us Strangers, uh, when we were talking about getting you on the podcast, you had kind of pitched this one out there as a possibility. Um, I just got to watch it this past week, I'd been waiting for it to get into release. For whatever reason, this wasn't one that us critics got a screener for here in Vegas. I don't know what that's all about. But when did you see this? So I've seen it a couple times. I first tried to watch it um, at Beyond Fest in LA back in, I think, October. Um, and I wound up mm-hmm. walking out of that screening because people were laughing. And um, I could not figure out why. Um, hmm. Beyond Fest is kind of like a, a genre festival. Lots of like horror, sci-fi. Yeah. So this movie didn't really fit the rest of the lineup. Like it was a double bill later that night, they were showing the new Toxic Avenger. Like it it just didn't (laughs) feel like the right kind of tonal match. Like they threw t-shirts into the audience before playing this movie. So (laughs) I wound up walking out after the the first sex scene, people were laughing and I I, I just, I figured I didn't want that to be my first experience of this movie. So um, wound up seeing it again, I I think December and I've seen it three times now um, with much better audiences than that first one. Um, Yeah. And yeah, I found myself very, very moved by it. So 
happy to be here talking about it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that is a really weird choice to play this at a festival like that. And I mean, yeah. obviously, <laughs> you know, there is a ghost like component to it which may come up in some right. puzzle pieces but it's still not at all the right uh setting for something like that um with you know with that said was this a movie that you had been looking forward to or were you a fan of andrew Hagg's other work yes very much so yeah right on and, and paul meskel yeah of course sure <laughs> which by the way i i should kind of just say this right up front i haven't seen anything paul mescal has done that i was like super into yet i know last year everyone was nuts for after sun and that yes. just myself included yeah <laughs> oh yeah see and it just did not really hit oh, wow. me in a way yeah, everyone else <laughs> loved it and i just did not really get it i i wanted to uh you know enjoy something he did everybody else did but um yeah i i think he's great here and uh mm -hmm. happy to you know be on the train you know <laughs> uh in time in time for gladiator 2 this year i guess yeah. but uh you know yeah we'll <laughs> see but uh with that said let's start getting into some puzzle pieces we'll uh talk about all the things that you know go on in this film along the way but what do you have for your first piece my first one is uh, Andrew Haig's, I believe, his first film, Weekend. Um, okay. There's a lot of similar DNA, I think, especially in the scenes in All of Us Strangers, where it's sort of just the two of them connecting um, intimately, sexually, but just sort of sitting around talking about what it's like to be queer in the world. Um, weekend mm -hmm. is takes place over a weekend and is uh, people who connect initially just for a hookup, but... Uh, form a more emotional connection as as the weekend goes on, just by having these these sure. like intimate conversations with one another about their lives as as queer people. Sure, absolutely, um, a, a great one to kick it off with here, and you know, definitely, you know, both movies have that that feeling of like getting to just be a fly on the wall as these people exactly. get to know each other, and so uh, yeah, definitely a similar vibe there to go off of, and. Uh, you know, certainly a really, uh, you know, a really well done version of that. Of you know, we see rom coms, we see like walk and talks, like you think of like the before series and stuff like that. But mm -hmm. like this is this is different. It's like all like stuck in a a room, like stuck in one place, and like they don't right. really get to go out into the world that much. So it's a. Uh, like their own kind of things there. But I'm going to go more to the metaphysical aspect of the film, I guess, a little bit with my first puzzle piece. And I'm going to go with David Lowry's A Ghost Story, uh, oh, a, sure. a story about a, uh, a man who dies and comes back as a ghost, a literal ghost in a white sheet, to watch his wife going through the grieving process. And it deals with similar themes of like loss and regret and what really matters in life. And it's also all very centered around music. Uh, music is super important in all of us strangers, uh, yes. you know, from the final scene to uh, the main character, Adam's record collection that when he goes back to his childhood home, you get to see some of the records and the posters and all that. Uh, the main character played by Casey Affleck in a ghost story um, was a musician before he died. And, you know, you get to hear some of his songs, which kind of fit into the theme itself as well. And so there, there's a lot of uh, that, that intersection between, uh, you know, that longing, the grief, the all that stuff and music, which really music is such a powerful thing when it comes to any of those kinds of big emotions that everybody feels. Definitely. I love that scene in All of Us Strangers where he's he's flipping through the record collection because there's something queer about a lot of those choices. Um, and I've, <laughs> I've kind of had that experience too, going back to my childhood bedroom and being like, looking around and being like, oh, 
there were maybe some signs here when I was a kid that I didn't pick up on. My parents never picked up on, but <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. An interesting way how we, we create our identity through pop culture. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And I'm straight, but I've always liked all that music. So like, I'm yeah, like, sure. I had all those <laughs> records too. So uh, yeah, for sure. What do you got for your next piece? Um, up next, I've got uh, Tom Ford's A Single Man. Um which stars uh, Colin Firth as an older gay man who I believe it takes place in the fifties or sixties. I'm not sure. It's been a minute since I've seen it, but um, that to me is, is one of the best films about sort of queer loneliness. Um, he's, he has a, had a partner that he lost and it's just about him going through, you know, middle age as somebody by himself trying to figure out what it means to be a, well, a single man <laughs> um, mm -hmm, sure. in the world who's who's looking for other men, and he winds up falling in with a, a younger man who's um, a young Nicholas Holt. Um, so there's there's kind of a similar age thing going on as there is in all of us strangers, um, older, queer, and younger person who is more comfortable with his sexuality. Sure, interesting dynamic yeah, you don't see absolutely. portrayed too often. Yeah, yeah. There's definitely a uh, that 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 dichotomy between you know the, their points of view even though they're both gay men like they both have very different experiences with it the only right. similar experience other than being gay is uh having family that isn't necessarily okay with their choices or maybe just doesn't understand right. them yeah i mean it, it's uh definitely a uh a good parallel there with a single man so uh yeah good one there too i like that uh I will stick with the ghost stuff and go with the sixth sense from M. Night Shyamalan for my next puzzle piece here. This is kind of a reverse. I left that off because I figured that you were going to have that. Yeah. <laughs> yep. It's kind of a reverse sixth sense in a way because in the sixth sense, all these ghosts want Bruce Willis's help. Spoiler alert for the sixth sense, by the way. But uh, <laughs> they, they all want Bruce Willis's help and that's why he can see them and uh, that's why he can interact with them uh, while no one else can. And all of a strange of course, you know, we give the spoiler alert at the uh, at the outset, but, um, you know, his parents, uh, the main character, Adam's parents, they are not actually, you know, they're they're imaginations or ghosts or a combination of the both. And mm -hmm. so is Paul Meskel's character. And so uh, they all are there, though, not because they need Adam's help, but because Adam really kind of needs their help in kind of coming to grips with what his life has gone through and, and, you know, what he needs to kind of push ahead and create a better life for himself going forward. And so that's why I say it's like almost like a reverse version of the sixth sense. Definitely. Yeah. Um, I think like the sixth sense, it, it's fun to watch all of us strangers again and see all the little hints that are dropped throughout. Um, mm -hmm. One of Paul Meskel's very first lines is, is something about how the windows don't open because then they would find our bodies on the sidewalks. Like, oh wow! From the moment he's introduced, you're you're thinking about him as a, a body and a, somebody who's who's headed for death. Um, yeah. So, yeah, great parallel there, definitely. That is cool. Yeah, I I didn't realize that about that that first line or like you know beginning of the introduction for him. Uh, but yeah, I'm sure I've only seen it once, but I'm sure it's probably peppered with all kinds of little clues and stuff like that throughout. That that's where it's headed. Um, and I knew there was something coming, but I certainly didn't mm -hmm. uh, expect <laughs> it to go in exactly the direction it went. But uh, what do you got for your next piece? So next, I actually have a mini series. It's called London Spy. Um, stars Ben Wishaw as a man who. Um, meets and has a you know romantic night with a, a man and then 
that guy turns up dead and he gets sort of pulled into a conspiracy theory that involves well spies in London. Um, but mm. Ben Wishaw's portrayal of, of this character who is sort of like um, Adam in All of Us Strangers, he's reaching middle age and is kind of by himself. And this one night with this guy is uh, unusual for him. And so um, when it all gets taken away, he's, he's sort of left reeling. Um, and there's a, this really powerful scene. Um, I believe it's the first or second episode of, of this miniseries where um, he, Ben Wishaw's character goes to get tested after having this hookup. And it's just like a single take just on Ben Wishaw in the, the like two minutes it takes for the nurse to step out and get the results and come back in and, and mm. let him know. And his performance is just so, it reminds me of Andrew Scott in All of Us Strangers. It's just very, very nuanced, just like really taking you on a journey on his face as he sort of cycles through a bunch of emotions, fear and sadness and uh, loneliness and all those things. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely, I, I haven't uh, I haven't seen that series. I, I love Ben Wishaw, so I'm I'm sure it's great. It's but um, fantastic. Yeah. But yeah, I'm, just to use that though to like talk uh, about Andrew Scott's performance. I mean, it's it's a really interesting performance because he doesn't really give away what he's feeling in any of those scenes, but he's clearly going through a lot in every yes. single one of those <laughs> scenes, and it's like kind of piecing together what it is exactly that uh, is going through his head and. The fact that all of the things as, you know, as this movie plays out, we, you know, are really seeing that basically it all is kind of playing out in his head in a way. I mean, you know, there's right. ways to read the film, but, you know, his face then becomes just the window to all that and, you know, how he's actually experiencing all these things that we're seeing as the audience. And so there, there's just a lot of layers to that and it must be an incredibly difficult role to take on something like this. And I wasn't really that familiar with Andrew Scott. So, um, yeah, I mean, fantastic yeah. performance. Yeah. Fleabag, you haven't seen Fleabag season two? <laughs> I have not watched Fleabag, but uh, yeah. <laughs> Hot priest. Yeah, he, he's great. Okay. Right yeah. on. Right on. <laughs> yeah, I, I love his performance in those scenes because he he does such a good job at you know as as a queer person looking back on relationships with parents and um, you know missed opportunities. There's a lot of of simultaneous emotions that can come up, right? It's uh, guilt and uh, resentment. There's a lot of resentment in this movie, but you can see it on his face, like the moments where he chooses to let all of that hurt go which i found i found mm. really powerful it's a very sad ending but it's also i think a, a cathartic one I, like I, I believe yeah. he's gonna be okay going forward yeah. like he's definitely learned something and i think that all plays out you know on andrew scott's face in it Fantastic. No, absolutely. Absolutely. And, and yeah, it's, it's, it plays big on the emotions, like in that ending. And again, that kind of ties back into the music and all that stuff. Yep. Um, that's actually a good setup for uh, my next piece, which, um, I was thinking about Ad Astra, the James Gray film with, yeah. uh, Brad Pitt, uh, you know, as far as using a kind of genre film to tell a story that's essentially just about emotions and, uh, feelings and all that stuff. Yeah. And dads, absolutely. And, you know, the idea of Brad Pitt's character just going all the way to outer space, like literally just for one last moment with his dad is, yeah. you know, kind of similar to this whole 
you know, strange ghost story unfolding just so uh, this character can, you know, have these last moments with his parents and kind of learn from it and grow and uh, go forward from there. So, yeah, I, th I think Ad Astra is uh, another kind of version of this thing where you're you're taking very human emotions but giving it you know a, a much bigger genre kind of uh rapping so to speak and uh i think all the strangers does it a lot better than ad astra does ad astra kind of meanders quite a bit but um sure. <laughs> you know they're definitely similar though in that idea yeah i i think there's maybe some similarity there between brad pitt and andrew scott's performances too like i remember this moment in ad astra where his face is like mostly still, but somehow Brad Pitt manages to like make the bags under his eyes twitch. <laughs> yeah, you can just see the emotion happening underneath the surface, quite literally. <laughs> yeah, no, it's a great performance for sure. What do you got for your next piece? So up next, I have uh, Steven Spielberg's AI artificial intelligence. <laughs> um, okay. Specifically, thinking about the very end of that movie, um, where David, the the AI child. Um, thousands of years in the future through the magic of um, these you know, mecha robots that have taken over the world. Um, they managed to give him one final day with, with his mother. Um, mm, and it's yeah. such a bittersweet ending. He seems at peace with everything. He's been you know, trapped under the water for thousands of years, but just this one final idyllic day with his mom is, is enough for you know, the rest of eternity for him. Um, so in thinking about that that scene um, in the diner with uh, Adam and, and his parents, where he's just sort of asking for more time and then eventually realizes that, you know, this has been healing enough and, and I've just got to figure out a way to, to move forward. Yeah. That's a really good one. Yeah, I haven't watched AI in so many years. I need to revisit it one of these days. Yeah. I, I remember liking it a lot, even though everyone around me hated it. Um, but I'm gonna uh, <laughs> I'm gonna have to revisit that soon. I think sure. people have come around on that one for sure. That's that's one of my yeah. all time favorites. I think. <laughs> right on. I will go with Beetlejuice. Uh, you know, <laughs> yes, in Beetlejuice, it's not the actual parents. It's just kind of like parental figures in a way to Winona Ryder. But, uh, you know, they did die in a car crash and they still live in this creepy old house. And uh, <laughs> she gets guidance and, you know, gets to have conversations with them and form a bond with them. And, you know, essentially, that is what's happening here in All of Us Strangers. There's the parents who died Very in true. a car crash, and they're still in this creepy old house hanging around. So <laughs> I didn't realize how many of my pieces were going to lean into the, uh, you know, the ghost story aspect of it. But uh, hey, Beetlejuice, why not? I like that. I was trying to think of, of something, and I, I didn't get anywhere. But um, with with the house as a, a locus for some supernatural parental something. So so that's, that's a great, great one. Yeah. <laughs> right on. Right on. Well, what do you got next? So my last one I have is maybe a little out there, but I've got The Final Girls, um, which is a movie about a girl whose mother, I, I believe, also dies in a car crash. Um, but <laughs> through some sort of something or other, she she manages to enter a slasher movie that her mom acted in um, back in the 80s. And so through the magic of genre, um, she's able to have a couple of last conversations with her mom as an actress in in this movie. Um, which mm -hmm. kind of makes me think of the way that that all of us strangers uses ghosts and screenwriting, right? That you said earlier, there there are ways to read this movie. I think there's a way to read it where everything we're watching is sort of Adam the writer's invention. Um, he's, right. he's written himself a way to to process all of this trauma. Um, yeah. And the final girl sort of uses a similar thing, like through 
storytelling tropes, <laughs> um, yeah. she's able to get some some closure. Yeah, I've never actually seen that movie, but it, it sounds really fun. And to the point of reading this movie as uh, all being, you know, maybe part of his writing, because we see that he is a writer and, and that he's been writing. Uh, yeah. I almost put adaptation on my list, but I decided mm-hmm. not to because <laughs> I bring it up on this podcast way too much. So, <laughs> but yeah, at, certainly you could definitely look at all of that as I, I even thought of going back to that house where he grew up as like research. And then just while he's right. there, he imagines everything that's going on. Exactly. So, uh <laughs> So yeah, I mean, there's definitely many different ways you could look at it, but for my last puzzle piece, I, I kind of went with a goofy one to wrap it up, even though, uh, you know, it's a pretty damn heavy movie, but, uh, you know, <laughs> this character, Adam, uh, much like Dan Aykroyd before him in Ghostbusters does, uh, have a ghost go down on him. So, um, I went with <laughs> Ghostbusters. So. Very true. Yeah. You're not wrong. <laughs> I don't, I think they're probably the only two movies where that happens. So, uh, you know. Yeah. I don't think I could think of a third. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's, that's my last one. So I'll read down our list of puzzle pieces here. We'll get into some closing thoughts here for all of us strangers. We talked about weekend, a ghost story, a single man, the sixth sense, London spy, ad Astra, AI, artificial intelligence, Beetlejuice, the final girls and ghostbusters. I squeezed adaptation in there. Why not? But, um, <laughs> yeah, I, I think that, you know, this movie, as heavy as it is, like, it's a really, you know, beautiful story, and it's unique in a way in how we were kind of talking about it with, um, you know, like with that Astra, like, you know, tying together such, you know, genuine emotion that everybody kind of goes through at some point in their life, and the experience of the gay characters with like something that's much more genre, much more supernatural, something I did not expect going into this movie. I, you know, I don't know how well the movie is doing. Obviously a lot of people were really hoping it was going to be like an Oscar hopeful. It was, you know, looked over like completely included. Yep. (laughs) Yeah. But, uh, you know, I, I don't know how it's doing as far as like, you know, making money or whatnot, but I don't think it was necessarily sold as the movie that it is. And I'm curious, like, You know, maybe with a little bit of a better push, it you know could have done a lot better. Yeah, I hope it's at least the kind of thing people discover, um, you know, on streaming someday. <laughs> I think yeah. it maybe does work better without an audience, as I as I learned um, my first time yeah, out. Sure. Um, it it feels like a very personal film to me. I, I think so much of of what he goes through are things that I've never seen done quite so well on screen with. Um, you know the queer experience and what it's like to to look back on a life and and think about missed opportunities because you've spent so much time being upset about parental relationships <laughs> um, yeah. yeah yeah so that that's my takeaway is is it 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 blends genre and parental stuff that everyone can can relate to but it's also very specifically queer in a, in a way i found really powerful Right on, right on. Well, I think that does it for all of us strangers. Eric, is there another movie you watched recently you'd like to recommend to our listeners? Ooh, that is a great question. Yes, I think. Um, I saw Out of Darkness the other night, um, which is the new movie that uh, takes place back in the Stone Age. It's like not 10,000 BC, but (laughs) far back. Um, And (laughs) it's just sort of about a a group of, of travelers in sort of a a new part of the world <laughs> um and it's sort of a creature feature that it's there's something going on in the woods um, and it's it's got phenomenal sound design it, it creates a lot of scares through sound in a way i found 
Hmm. Very fun. I hadn't even heard of this, and this this comes out like next week at the time that we're recording. Um, yes. How did how did I not hear about this movie? I'm gonna have to go watch I the trailer. It, it was AMC's um, secret screening the other night. AMC okay. does the thing where you like buy a ticket and you don't know what movie it is. So it was Out of Darkness. Highly recommend. Right on. <laughs> I will have to check that out. Well, right on, Eric. Tell people where they can find you and your writing. Yes, I'm on Twitter at still unfortunately at um, Mr. E Anders. <laughs> And my own site where I write for myself and I'm Rotten Tomatoes accredited is everythingsinteresting.press. Right on, right on. Well, hey, thank you so much for doing this show and hopefully we'll get you back again soon. Sounds great. Thanks for having me. All right. So I hope you enjoyed that conversation about all of us strangers. Thank you to Eric for joining me on that one. And thank you to all of you for listening. If you're enjoying piecing it together, of course, make sure you are subscribed on your podcast app of choice, because we've got a lot of piecing it together on the way. Lots of episodes. We're going to be announcing more live episodes here any day now. Uh, Well, that's at the time that I'm recording this. Uh, They'll probably have already been announced by the time you're hearing this. So check the show notes. There's lots of live shows on the way and lots of other stuff on the way. So make sure you're subscribed. You could also follow us on social media at PiecingPod. Join our Facebook group, Popcorn and Puzzle Pieces, where we continue the conversation about all the movies we talk about here on the show and don't forget we do have a patreon the produced by david rosen patreon where i post bonus and advanced content from piecing it together from awesome movie year and from my music career and uh sometime in the next like couple of months i'm planning on posting some new bonus music on the patreon i i I need to finish like getting it prepped for release on there Uh, but that's going to be some exclusive stuff aside from all the 24 singles that i'm releasing this year that's going to be exclusive to the patreon along with all the early access to piecing it together and awesome movie year episodes and all the other cool stuff on there so if you really like the show and want to support us in that way uh check it out it's patreon.com slash by david rosen and speaking of the bonus content that you can get on the produced by david rosen patreon i am going to play something that you can only get on that patreon this is not available anywhere else so uh, a few years ago i released an album which was the film score for a film called beater and then a compilation of music that I had done for other films from the same director, this director, Chris Johnson. And one of those films is a film called Unrequited, which is about the uh, regret and the complicated emotions felt by a gay man who is professing his love for a childhood friend. And so I thought that would be a good, uh, you know, fit here for all of us strangers. So we'll go out with a piece that is actually an extended version of the title theme, Unrequited. Uh, The uh, abridged version is on the soundtrack album, but this is a more extended version that was actually featured in the film itself. So I hope you enjoy it, and we will be back with more Piecing It Together real soon.
an All Points West production, produced by David Rosen in Las Vegas. We are thrilled to be official sponsors of the Queer Women of Color Film Festival this year. They will premiere 44 films and five screenings at the free 20th Annual International Queer Women of Color Film Festival happening from June 14th through 16th, 2024. This year's theme, Joyful Reunion, celebrates deep human connections and transformative visions, drawing on indigenous knowledge, shared ecology and queer realities these films explore the dynamic tides of love self-fulfillment and home upholding their long-standing commitment to disability justice queer women of color media arts project ensures inclusivity with subtitles for the deaf and hard of hearing audio descriptions for the blind and low vision and asl interpretations for all screenings Join us in supporting these incredible artists and enjoy a lineup of thought-provoking films, engaging panels, and vibrant community events. Whether you're a film enthusiast, an ally, or simply curious, there's something for everyone at the Queer Women of Color Film Festival. Mark your calendar for June 14th through 16th, 2024, and get ready to be moved, inspired, and entertained. For more details and to reserve your free tickets, visit qwocmap.org. That's Queer Women of Color Media Arts Project, qwocmap.org. Let's come together to celebrate diversity and storytelling at its finest.